Welcome to the Two Drunk Flicks podcast. My name is Liam. My naff name is A Up My Duck. I'm also joined with Blood Bowl's Numpty. A Up. I'm Alan, also known as Guinea Wonka on the NAF website. I didn't even have to, like, you're on the Numpty. <laughs> Standard. I'm also joined with Dave Oakley. All right, Dave, how's it going? All right. Or Day Day on the NAF website. I'm also joined with Emily. Known as Dizzy Best on the NAF website. Joined with the gentleman Drew. What up, Gs? It's uh, Drew here, Drewsifer77 on the NAF. We're also joined with Jamie. Bum cheek Dave in the hizzle. <laughs> also joined with Dynamite. Hello, yeah, it's Mike Dynamite. And I have renewed my NAF membership. Well done, mate. Hey. Well, well done, mate. And we're also joined with the Fespian Rick. Good evening, sports fans. <laughs> NAF name Austin underscore Tatius, all caps when you spell the man's name. It's <laughs> they think it's so posh. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. I'm glad you've joined us on the podcast. We've been trying to get you on this for quite a while now because you've joined us on the World Cup. You're joining us at Euro Bowl. Thrud. And Thrud as well. So you've had to experience my drinking. <laughs> you saw Alan a bit drunk when he was eating a lettuce. and Yeah, that will stay with me forever. That was precious. So yeah, what was the experience going drinking with the flings at tournaments? It, like herding cats completely. Yeah, um, <laughs> Thrud, uh, I basically just got a text from this random guy called Liam saying we've got space in our car to come down to Thrud. That was wicked, wasn't it? Yeah. That car journey down was amazing because we all dressed up. I mean, we all dressed, we, we said we're going to dress up American. So Jamie, you had a make America great again cap. <laughs> Build the wall. Build the wall. <laughs> and he was wall. saying that the entire tournament as well. See, but no one got offended. So, well, yeah, yeah. So, so it so. failed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I dressed up, I just went all hillbilly. And then you dressed up as a Mexican, Rick. I did. I had a full on sombrero. Um, <laughs> and the fact that I've got like Mexican looking facial hair <laughs> kind of works. It was good. That journey down to Flood was brilliant. The journey back was horrible. How bad was that journey back? The journey back was four hours. I was I was about to collapse. I could feel my bum, like I was, I was gonna leak. I've never thought that I was going to leak before. That like, was that was the weekend I sniffed your bum. Do you that remember? was the weekend, Because you yeah. passed out unconscious and I thought you might have had an accident, so I sniffed your bum to make sure you are not had a poo. <laughs> I'm now very concerned about the stuff that Drew got up to while well, we Drew were Drew had to share my tent because you turned up with a one-man tent and it was all... It, oh, was... it was not worth the £20 I paid for it. <laughs> but then I slept in your tent the second night and I regretted that because you passed out, head at the bottom of the slope, just farting constantly. At some one, point, it? yeah, you tried to touch me on the penis. <laughs> <laughs> and when Liam farts, it always sounds wet. So yeah. it was, you, you yeah. don't know if it is, but it's proper, it's got a bubble to it. After like each trunk, the humidity in the tent went up. I know, a couple it's of like you some bagpipes <laughs> I also got caressed awake one morning by Drew. Oh, did you? <laughs> well, it's possible. He, he, <laughs> had, he, he unzipped my tent. It was so like time to get up. You know, I'm, I'm a, bit of a bit of a late sleeper, and yeah, I just woke up to this hand caressing me, and it was Drew just gently waking me up. <laughs> I am polite. <laughs> we also played Liam Vegan Buckaroo. Yes. Oh, that was so amazing. 11, uh, it was after the first game, you passed out unconscious, drunk in a chair, so it's about 11 o'clock. Yeah, and it was about 11 o'clock. we put as much meat and rubbish on you <laughs> as we could. I found that old lolly stick on the floor, which got stuck to your lip. 
and then you woke up and you were like flung it all off you oh wait fuck her I need red wine <laughs> and then the sausage roll the sausage yeah. roll it's just sausage roll yeah I threw, I threw the sausage roll I think it nearly hit you in the head <laughs> probably somebody made me kick that football at the annoying child <laughs> me <laughs> I mean he was six so he could have taken it but come on then <laughs> He's a man now. Blind in one eye. So you joined us. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke, Mark. So you joined us at the World Cup, which again, the World Cup was really good. But the eight hour drinking break in between the first game. So we got drunk on the first night. We did. Which one was really hungover on the first night. That's when I pissed on Jamie and Jamie pissed on the cooker. Good times. Yeah, and I blamed Jamie to the uh, Airbnb guy. Roland. He texted you the other day. Why did he Roland did. text he you? He rang me. He Roland. rang me. Why? I was very concerned. I was like, this is it. This is the moment he says to me, Rick, I'm calling in. It's now time for you to repay me for that mattress that Liam ruined. <laughs> uh, <laughs> luckily, it, he just had some other guy called Rick who was staying at his Airbnb and called me by accident and was like, man, what time are you getting here? I'm like, Roland, I'm in England, mate. That's going to be a while. <laughs> he then, after that, hung up and he was like, like, yes, uh, sorry, enjoy the summer. <laughs> <laughs> he was a freak. He was the kind of person. He was so bad, like, I he? thought we were going to get murdered. I did. <laughs> it was really weird because we were like trying to get rid of him, weren't we? We were like, oh, no, we're not going there. And he was like, no problem, I come with you. And he's like, oh, no. And he kept trying to take us to places that we didn't want to go to. Like his cellar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was this? Roland Fritzel, was that it? <laughs> <laughs> he was so bizarre. So, yeah, the World Cup was good. You had to look after us, but he did a good job at he did a very good game. job. There's, there's yeah. so much I remember from the World Cup that Jamie and Liam won't. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do a shout out to the Austrian police as well. Do you remember that very, very drunk blood bowler that was in our hotel one morning? Yeah. He wasn't staying in that hotel. But the police were like, they weren't kicking him in they or anything. They were lovely, weren't they? Really nice to him. They sewed him up and then dropped him off at the tournament later. I know. Yeah, so they took him into the cells and they literally dropped him off outside the tournament and put on a table. And he literally started his first game as soon as he got in, apparently. But at the previous World Cup, I think it was in Italy, wasn't he naked wearing nothing but a cape directing yeah, traffic yeah. when he was drunk? He was on the uh, on the walls of Luca doing a direct. I think me and Johnny have got a photo of it. Me and him just like, hey, look at this guy. Hey. I'm not going to say his name. I do know who it is. You know who you are. Yeah, we're talking about you, and you should know that's not good. <laughs> Especially yeah. you at age. The World Cup was 50. Is he? Yeah. It's a big fella as well, isn't he? He is. Anyway, so yeah, well, well done for looking after us, mate. Really appreciate it. We wanted just to have a quick chat about COVID-19. So I know we've had a lot of coronavirus. It's messed up with loads of times. Sin City was cancelled and Euro Bowls cancelled. Championship. Like so we wanted to try and make it fun for everybody. So we, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who entered the painting contest. We had over 185 entries throughout the painting contest, which made us the biggest Blood Bowl painting contest in history. Yay! So that's massive for us. So thank you to everybody who's done that. We did manage to raise £5,828 for charity as well. So we did so well on that. So just thank you to everybody. And we just wanted to start the podcast off with Cole Morgan. He was a great friend of ours. We used to chat to him all the time. He was the Blood Bowl coach who ran Beer and Blood Bowl. He did loads of live events. He did the Euro Bowl in Cardiff and he used to do live games. You know, he was a fantastic guy, but fortunately we did lose him this year, which was really sad to us all. It kind of hit home to a lot of coaches as well. 
So we just wanted to say from everybody at Two Jugglings that we do love you, Carl, and we're sorry what's happened and we will miss you. We held a tournament for you just between ourselves and we just wanted to say to him and his family and everybody that he is going to be missed and what a legend he was in Blood Bowl. What a guy. I do want to go on to the next thing, which was the tournament that we held to say goodbye to Carl, which was the Bum Cheek Bowl. So yeah, Jamie, how was your first tournament running the Bum Cheek Bowl? Enjoyable until afterwards. Well, the tournament itself went really well. Yeah, you know, yeah we had really good. 14 players come, managed to get it NAF registered thanks to Purple Goo. But then you didn't leave till four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Left all your stuff here. Yeah. I had two blue bins full to the brim with recycling, most of yours. <laughs> you ran out into the street screaming and shouting for a taxi, which then didn't take you home, so you had to wait for another one. Why did it take me home? Because it was full with the other four people that you had here. I can't remember. So no, of course you can't. Technically, it, it didn't happen. Absolutely rat -arse. I am not pished. No, exactly. There you you made Rick order more booze at three o'clock in the morning, which cost him 95 quid. Drink! 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 Which we all paid up. Yeah, yeah, we, we paid up. Oh, well done. I didn't think you would. <laughs> Liam's motto of, I don't remember it, I didn't do it. I thought that would come into play. Um, <laughs> Tables and chairs, nobody helped me put them away until Rick came around two days later to help me. I lost a gazebo to the weather. And score is wank. You're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to send that off to Dan Atherton, who couldn't do it, who then had to send it off to Purple Goo, who needed the whole original file, still couldn't do it, and had to input it manually onto the nav. So thanks again for that. Yeah, score. I mean, we have had a few difficulties with score at the moment. I don't know why. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So maybe next time we'll look into something a bit All different. in all, though, yeah, can't wait till next year. Yeah. So, yeah, we're definitely doing it next year. Yeah, we'll go bigger next year because we can. So what about this Christmas thing that you're on about? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we move on, Al, how did you do? I won the Stunty Cup. What did you just say, Bill? I won the Stunty Cup. Oh. My. God. Yay. Yay. How many Stunty players did you... I think that's irrelevant, to be honest. <laughs> I'm only really Stunty, that's all you need to know. And Al, were you the lowest ranking fling in the tournament? No, I was the highest ranking fling. Oh! Uh, did Drew... it beat you? No, Drew was higher than you, weren't Yeah, Drew nearly what? won it. Oh, oh yeah. no, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I came second. So, yeah. so there was Drew, then there was Al, then there was me, then there was... <laughs> where Liam. did you finish, Liam? Liam. Where, did, oh, where did you second come? Second to last. <laughs> I finished just above Liam as well. <laughs> but Liam, are you easy lizards? Yeah. And you came second to last? Yeah, yeah, got flattened, got flattened by Emily. My only win, which I was astounded by. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got a win, that's, yeah, that's rubbish. You lost to the eventual winner, Steve Cross. Yeah, well, this is, I tell you what, this is what was going on, right? Here we go again. Lizard men are great to start off with, but they get exhausted quite fast. So my first turn, bang, I scored touchdown instantly. Just like, I didn't even struggle against Steve Cross. Scored against you quite fast. It was really quick. Like every game I got, boom, scored my first touchdown. They just went to shit. I just don't know what happened. I got Saurus fucking getting knocked out. On Steve Cross's game, I had four Saurus dead, a Crocs knocked out, and two Skinks. And he was Nurgle. And he was Nurgle. Yeah, his Nurgle. It's quite difficult against His Nurgleness messed me up because I forgot about disturbing presence and tried to throw a bomb, uh, which was not ideal. So, yeah, that was first turn. It's never recovered from there. Yeah, that's it. It was it was really strange. I don't know why I did so bad with the lizards. I mean, your game, you were just 
fucking hell for me. I, I'm, like I'm pretty sure it was beginner's luck for me, to be honest. It was. Well, you was like going on, go dodge out on a five, dodge out on a five, dodge out on a six, dodge <laughs> out on a five, dodge out on a two, done. Pick okay. the ball up. Score. It just went. Yeah, it just went. <laughs> straight through. It was just like fucking Jesus. I think there was another difficulty multiplier you're forgetting about. The fact that you'd been drinking and, like Jamie says, filled up most of his recycling. Yeah. So by the time I came to play you as the, on the last game of the day, I was playing with Slan, and yeah, your mind just like melted. It was. <laughs> I did loads of mistakes. I put the fingers. It was the first time I've used lizards properly. I mean, I played Jamie a couple of times, just practiced with him. It's the first time I used them, and they're really good. I mean, I felt like I was cheating with movement eight skinks. It's absolutely just ridiculous. Oh, you did a beautiful job on the paint. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, I won best painted. So, yeah, yeah, I got best painted again. And that wasn't a fix because William, my eight-year-old, picked his favourite team, which just happened to be Liam's. I saw Liam giving him money. Did you? I'm glad you said money then. (laughs) (laughs) So no, I've been rumbled. But yeah, so I mean, Mike, as well, actually, while we've got you on the question, so you was at Bumchy Bowl. I was. This is the first time you played a tournament with practice. Yes. So you've been practicing on Blood Bowl 1. On the iPad. After the last podcast, and Andrew telling us how, you know, how he passes the time when he goes to the little boy's room, I decided to download it on the iPad. So paid the £5 or whatever it is, played it for a few weeks, then spent another £3 to get Wood Elves it's like three pound a team and then practice solidly for about eight weeks with wood elves playing like twice a day at least do you think it helped <laughs> Mike, do you think it helped? do i think it helped in some respects yes i did but i played your mate dave max he absolutely killed me i just did not have an answer for anything he did so it was that point at which i went Maybe I've not learnt that much. <laughs> but yeah, I was getting really stroppy because he had, what was it, Claw and Mighty Blow, was it? Yeah, Claw doesn't do anything against Wood Elf, though. No. Yeah, yeah. The Mighty Blow is a bugger. Liam, what was the thing that he had? He had a combination of two things that took my Treeman's armour down to seven. It was oh, that Claw, was yeah, claw, claw yeah. bombing his trees. And yeah, and I was yeah. like, no, what? What's this stupid rule? I can't. And then I kind of looked it up and went. <laughs> Even Mike came up to me like, Liam, I think he's cheating. <laughs> 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 yes, Mike, it is correct. Welcome to Claw Bomb, dickheads. This was uh, as my tree was being carried off the field. <laughs> so, yeah, the last game I got absolutely walked over. Like, he had plans, he had tactics, he had players with skills that worked. And, yeah, I, I got taught. Second game, I played Ben, Ben Burns. Is it purple? Of D&D fame. And I wanted to beat him really badly because about halfway through the game, he got a phone call from his missus and he was like, yeah, 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 I'm 1-0 down, but I think I'm going to win it. And I was like, oh, I want to beat you now. <laughs> uh, anyway, it didn't happen. I lost 2-1. And the only other game that I had was with Emily and I won that. And that was probably a lot of lucky dice rolls because it was only 2-1, wasn't it, in the end? Yeah, I did manage, at the end of the first half, I managed to score my touchdown, but I think, yeah, it was quite evenly. It was Dark Elves versus Wood Elves, yeah. so help off. <laughs> so did it help? Yes, no. Against people who know what they're doing, no, it did not help. Against people who are as newbie as I am, then yes, it did help. <laughs> well, yeah, you're going to start somewhere. I mean, it's taken me, what, nearly... I've been playing Blood Bowls, I would say, six years now. I'm still shit. I mean, I've, to be honest, I've actually just given up. Do you know what I mean? I've just, like, <laughs> fucked here once. I mean, we played last night. I had Norse. I lost 4-0 to someone who's had never had a tournament game at all. It was her first game, and I lost 4-0 because I was fucking Norse. And I'm going to put fucking 
every time I mention Norse. Because Norse are fucking shit. <laughs> at least Norse are fucking shit. At least you didn't do what I did in uh, Bum Cheek Ball, which is I'd had a few beers already, game one, against Max as well with the claw mighty blow. It was the beginning of the second half. I blitz up. I'm like, right, I'm having that blitzer. That fucking blitzer's got to die because I was playing lizards as well. I run up with my mighty blow and roll score both down. And for some reason, I was just there like going, oh, he's got block. I'm just going to save it. Like, save the re-roll. I'll take it. And Max was like, as soon as I said, oh, I was taking it, he was like, roll two dice as quickly as he could. And he's like, yeah, he's dead. Bastard. <laughs> Max is a fucking power gamer, isn't he? Absolute power gamer. I love Max to pieces, but he fucking power games left, right and centre. Even power game the D&D session we had. Surprise, motherfucker. He's <laughs> dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why would you have power game D&D? I'm pretty sure Dave said to me at the end of game two, oh, you're playing Max? He's going to kill your tree. He's going to try and kill your tree. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. He was like, no, he's going to try and kill your tree. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, five turns in, dead tree. I told you so, I told you so, I, I, I told you so. <laughs> I love Mike's flustered face. I love it because I know he's always such a bad time. He sits down and goes... <laughs> <laughs> I told you, like, one of the biggest things I'm Blood Bowl is teaching me is how to lose because I am really bad at losing. It's accepting the loss, isn't it? I mean, it is. It's, and I think the, the last game that I played against Max, the hardest thing was it took like a good four or five hours before I admitted to myself, yeah, I got outplayed there. It was not luck. It was not me making mistakes. It was just he knew what he was doing. He did it. And I just didn't have an answer for it. The fact is that you know that is where you're getting better. The fact is that you can sit there and go, I know what went wrong. I know what I need to change. I know what he did right. I won't go that far, but no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know something was wrong. But that's good. I mean, I know exactly what I did wrong when I was playing Lizards, which I'm really happy about. But then it's like, well, I'm fucking him off now. So I'm not going to T1 anymore. I'm stunty all the way. I'm halflings all the time now. Well, I've got to be snotlings for a year, but... So on that note, <laughs> snotlings. So the snotlings have been, what well, kind of released. We, I can kind of tell everybody that I know the positionals-ish. So we have a runner, a bomber, a pogoer. Two bombers. Is it two bombers? Two bombers. Ooh. Which has got me a little bit excited. So the pump wagons, so you can have two, two? on the pitch. Yeah. Pump I don't wagon? know if you can have a troll yet. I'm sure you I think, can. I think you can have two. Two. I'm sure I've read there's two trolls. I'm pretty sure there's two trolls. And they get projectile vomit now. Yes. So what is projectile vomit? So basically, Ooh. after my wife goes drinking, that's the sound <laughs> I wake up to. <laughs> so yeah, that is the new rule. Yeah, let's start. So we are going to talk about, yes, the blessed new rules Games Workshop have come out Second with. season, now, is it? It's yeah. the second season. A lot of teams are missing. There's a lot of uproar. There's a lot of... A lot of people are pretty mad. <laughs> We're not going to be one of those podcasts that sit there and go, excuse me, wife, the new Blood Bowl rules are coming out. Because well, I'm not going to say which podcast, but literally when the new rules came out, this podcast recorded a live video reading the rules and talking about what he thought about them. Like you've got a fucking... <laughs> Imagine saying that to your missus. Do you mind if I just go upstairs? The new rules of Blood Bowl are coming out. Like, oh my God. Divorce papers in the post. <laughs> How sad was that? Anyway, we're not getting into we that. We just discussed why you're going to get divorced. Though, <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't Blood Bowl related. It was not Blood Bowl related. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're not going to do that, but we are going to discuss the new rules. I'm going to say my opinion outright. I love them. 
I love the new changes. I love everything about them at the moment. My first thought was nobody wanted these rules, nobody asked for them. And my big concern with Games Workshop is that they're going to drip feed the rules. So you have to keep buying stuff like they do with Necromunda, like they of did course. with Blood Bowl 1, where here's, here's like a rule book. And then in a few months, we'll give you a few more rules and a few, you've got to keep buying books. Yeah. And it's, it's their business model. I personally don't care for it. Yeah. But taking that into consideration, I'm looking at the new rules, trying to find stuff I don't like about them. And there isn't really that much I there don't isn't. like. I can't, I've tried it. I've literally tried to hate them. I've played Necromunda. I bought the original set. I've got everything to start with. Then I got a, a rule book and I started reading it. And then, oh, this is, oh, that rule book's wrong. Oh, okay, fuck it. I'll buy the new one. Then I got that one. This, oh, there's a new one released. So I was like, oh, spend come a lot of money on, I'm not even on a game that you're, that, you're not, that you're barely playing. Exactly, yeah. Which is just, it's absolutely nonsense. I mean, all these spikes that have come out as well, which is, I mean, I love the spikes, but I mean, we don't know what the news is going to be on the spikes, but again, it's buying more books. And Age of Sigmar, I was saying to Jamie today, I've got Age of Sigmar. I love Age of Sigmar, but I've got to the point where I'm out of date again because I've not played it for a few months. So I'm just like, well, what's new? What's not? What have I got to remember? So me and some friends have got back into old square base Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Oh, wow. And I've gone out and I've bought some armies, I've painted them, and I don't mind spending the money because I know that G-Dub's killed that game, so I can play it without having them do a new edition, a new edition, so I'm having to pay for new rules. They are bringing that new square base edition out. In a couple of years' time, but it means I've got two years at least where all I need is the rule book, my army book, and I'm good to go, and I can have a nice time playing dice and shit with my friends yeah. without having to worry about Games Workshop ruining it to make a little bit more money, which yeah, yeah. is my big concern. But going back to Blood Bowl, we've had this edition for a really long time. We know from having conversations with people that have playtested it that although Games Workshop have come up with the rules, they've engaged with people that know what they're doing, who are out there in the Blood Bowl community that have said, look, no, this rule is stupid, don't do it. And they've taken feedback from people in the community that I, I like and respect and think they're doing the right thing. So where you've had the Games Workshop designers coming at from a view like, oh, maybe we can squeeze a few more pounds out of our customers from doing this or that. Those rules have not made it into the final game. Um, yeah. And I'd just like to say to the people in the community that have got involved with this, thank you for tempering Games Workshop's nonsense. Yeah, of course. I mean, some of the stuff that's come out there, I mean, we've got the Nuffles Prayer table, which has been leaked everywhere. We've got the new Necromantic team, which looks absolutely amazing. So I know the rules for that, for the Necromantic, uh, Necromantic Ghost, okay. which, great model, by the way. This sucks more than anything that I've ever sucked before. Oh, the clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> it but, is fucking terrible. But it's got it a Halloween feel to it, hasn't it? It too? does. I like yeah. it, but I don't understand what's underneath it. I've tried to work out what's underneath it. So it looks like, right. it looks like that guy at Futurama, that fucking robot. It looks like he's got a Bender. sheet on him. Yeah, it looks like it's... Bender's underneath a sheet. I'm sorry, Fry. I'm sorry. Wait for your ghost buddy. You can see like, the, the football helmet <laughs> under the, the sheet. But it, it's an awful model, but the rules for it are great. So okay. it's got no hands and block, but it's got a high agility. So it can move around quickly because it's spooky. Um, <laughs> But it's not going to pick up the ball. So give it guard, it can get into good positions, give it block, it's still working. And I think it separates the necromantic team a big step away from the undead team. Because before they were basically the same team with a couple of changes. And now it's going to be a team that's going to great play idea. fundamentally different. Yeah, bravo, G-Dub, good change on that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would definitely be buying the necromantic just because it's a lovely team. Those flesh golems are fucking outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I like the werewolves. I don't like the werewolves. I've got the old Grebo team and uh, they had banshees for the, the for the whites. whites. 
which now work perfectly for the race because they're not wearing a stupid sheet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I find them a little Klu Klux Klanish, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> There's a paint scheme for you. Um, Oh, I'll take two flesh golems and a couple of grand wizards. No games workshop. <laughs> <laughs> On that, the, the aesthetic is, is, as you say, really different to the Undead. I know some people have kind of said it's very kind of cartoony and goofy. It should be, though, shouldn't it? At least it's Scooby-Doo-y. It's Scooby-Doo-y, yeah. yeah, I think it should be. I mean, I'm, I got to the point in Blood Bowl where I was saying, I love the cartoony models, I love how good they are, but then I was getting bored of that and I wanted to see aggressive models. I wanted to see them look real life and wanted to do you know what i mean i really wanted to get involved with them i mean we are sponsored by grebo and i'm sorry i say but i mean i got the lizard men team and they are fantastic they are the best lizard men team out they're there hench though yeah they're like they're frightening terrifying looking lizards yeah yeah and sometimes you want some... a bit comical yeah so if you're like i mean for the necromantic i mean for halflings you have comical for goblins you have comical and lizard men needed to be i mean the games workshop ones are nice but they are quite cartoony compared to the real life ones, but I am actually starting to warm back to the old GW style of... No, no. The Grebo Lizardman team is the best looking team in all of Blood Bomb. My opinion, that makes it fact. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about Blood Bomb is there's so many third party providers. So no matter what team you want, you'll get that team in a style you want. By the way, the Fanarth Frogs are the best looking Blood Bowl team. Fact, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Can they beat my Rastafarian Amazons? I'll tell you what. That's what we was going to do for Euro Bowl. So for Euro Bowl, our Euro Bowl, we'll talk about Euro Bowl in a bit. But for our Euro, what we're going to be called, Jamie? The Tree Drunk Tang. <laughs> That's it. Tree Drunk Tang. The Tree Drunk Tang. We've got to kind of be careful how we talk to people because we can't go. Well, go on, Roland, that's you know. We can't be, be doing stuff like that. We'll have to. Well, somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody took a team called Black Hawks Matter to the Blood Bowl team, and people yeah. were like, that's not cool. That was awkward. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that isn't cool, Drew. I thought it was me, wasn't <laughs> it? was Drew. Yeah, my wife said I shouldn't, but I don't I don't always listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I, I, when I saw that, I went, ooh. Did that, ooh, face. Just starting conversations. Yeah, we talked about the necromantic and the new rules. I mean, we'll get more into the rules as well, but the new box set. Now, I'm sorry, I kind of got a boner. Just in my past. Sorry, so, Emily. But I did get <laughs> a Blood Bowl boner, the Triple B. Two brand new teams. Yeah. And two star players, plus your pitch and all the business and a hardback book. It's fucking gorgeous. It's really good. It's, and yeah. it's 120 quid in the shop. I think I, I, that's cheap. I think that's really I don't nice. Think that's, I don't think that's bad value no. uh, for G-Dub. I think that's good. I mean, the uh, 40k box Insidious sold out at uh, 125k and they sold out rapidly. And 125k for what you get for the blue. But it might be cheaper. I mean, we don't know. I mean, it's not going to be out till December, so we don't know what the RRP is going to be yet. But I'll be happy to. I'm not going to pay more than 120. There's no way I would. But getting a box set where it's going to be two brand new teams and not, oh, it's another human team, another orc team, I think just makes it even better value. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's six, six black orcs. That, I mean, I love orcs. I just fucking love orcs. But I, I love hate... goblins. I love you, Carl. It's Marge. There we go. But I hate the team. I hate the orcs team and I hate the goblin team. But this, I mean, I would love it in playing lizards to an extent, but I love orcs. So this new team, six black orcs and goblins running around. It's, it's a lot sexy. of people have said it's just like a new lizard team. But I think it's, it's not. It's, it's different enough 
if you're not, how much is a skink nowadays? 60. 60. How much is a goblin? 40. Yeah. So you're going to be playing with a... 55, aren't they now? The goblins will be 55 in they've there. They've got slightly different rules. Yeah, so yeah. They've got thick skull, which is insane. So they never get knocked out. They're either yeah. dead or not dead, which is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think it could be a fun team. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. That is the team I'm looking forward to. I'm going to buy the box set just for that, so... Talking of teams, if anyone is after a new halfling team very soon, TT Combat, who make that really nice wooden scenery for board games. Rick sent me the link to that as well, yeah. They're doing a halfling army. Team, halfling army. £20 for six trees. It's got loads of stuff that would be great for conversions. Yeah, there's yeah. Like so, so good, so cheap. And TT Combat are one of those companies that I think produce great imaginative stuff at a very reasonable price. So check out their Kickstarter. If you ever want to play one, fancy battle like a old school square base nerd, they'd make <laughs> a great a great army. For a hundred quid, you get like a whole army. And they've got like flings riding walruses, which would be great for yeah. Rumblo. They've got them riding pigs Pig and cavalry. goats. Pig, Pig cavalry. cavalry. And the trees, I've, I mean, I've painted up two of the trees. The trees are just beautiful. They're just such nice trees. I mean, the new games works well, they're not new anymore, but the games workshop trees for Halfling, still not released yet, but they might be when this comes out. But and they're ugly. They're shit. I'm so sorry. The Deep Root. But saying that, I said the same about Deep Root. I said the same about every Games until you, I saw it in person. You rescued that Deep Root by covering it with bits of flock and stuff so you couldn't see the actual model. And I think that's it's only saving <laughs> Deep Root's amazing. It's my favourite Games Workshop model. The Deep Root is You're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> One thing to say about the, the Games Workshop trees, though, is aren't they a bit smaller than the most of the trees you get from other sources? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're only... So less of a pain in the arse to lie down. You know, when you have all that kind of shitty problem where you're like, what do I do with this tree? My... Favourite tree is the Wiley Miniatures one that came with their Wood Elf team. Absolutely gorgeous. I've not seen... Oh, yeah, yeah, the, Willy, the Willy's miniature. Yeah. Willy's, obviously, I'd say Willy. Now, I've briefly stopped here as something has just happened off mic, which I wanted to let you guys in on to give you context for what is about to happen. Moments prior to this, our good friend Rick, aka Austin underscore Tatius, finished speaking and his mic stand promptly dropped about a foot. Me being the hardworking professional that I am, I have rushed across the room to his aid and I'm about to bend down to adjust the mic stand. Then this happened. I can see you, Willie. Did you hear Mike's knees then? I know, yeah. Jeez. I've got some cod liver oil if you need it, Mike. Jesus, do you want to get up, Mike? Fucking oh, hell. Oh. Got some ibuprofen in the microwave. <laughs> God, Mike's going to be playing for a necromantic team soon <laughs> Jimmy, get me out that sheets <laughs> Funnily enough, I say this on the, every podcast But the trees, the trees that they did Iron Golem ones Iron Golem ones They're still yeah. the best one that, was, that I've seen the, I think so, yeah The Grebo ones, I did actually look at the Grebo Wood Elf team And I looked at the Grebo trees And I quite like the Grebo ones but again, yeah, that's quite favorite. aggressive, isn't it? It's it quite is, yeah. a, a normal... I don't know how to explain it. It's like not character... Like if you look at the Games Workshop trees and then you look at the Iron Golem trees, they're quite cartoony, but then you look at the Grebo tree, it's quite serious. It's a scary looking thing, It's yeah. a scary looking tree, but again, that's your... I mean, it's like Jamie said, it's like he loves the... I mean, I love the Grebo lizards because they're quite serious, they're bulky, they're just it's like aggressive. Godzilla. But then you like you look at the Fan of Frogs, they're cartoony, they're, they're so gorgeous, good. A joy models, to yeah. paint. Yeah, they got yeah, they look. I mean, I've I actually just want them. I don't. I would never use them, but I just want to paint them up. But the, the thing is, like with the, the trees from Iron Golems, they were part of the halfling team, and I think in my head, I wouldn't want a serious halfling 
looking team. I'd always no. want a slightly cartoony, comical kind of, you know, temper on the head type thing. Because they're comical. They're yeah, also... some teams you want to look serious and menacing, and other ones you like. You you wouldn't want a cartoony orc team, would you? You'd, you'd want something that looks. I don't know. I would like a, car, a cartoony orc team. You think? Yeah, yeah. I like the cartoony orc. I like the old Games Workshop style of cartoony orcs, and yeah, I love it. I mean. But again, if you read the Games Workshop lore on Halflings and then you see them in the flesh, if you never saw Games Workshop, you never saw them a Halfling model, you read the story and then looked at them, you'd think, what the fuck? Those Halflings are little bastards. I mean, they go around stealing, they rip you off, they lie to you. They're little shits in Games Workshop. They're fucking little bastards. Sorry for swearing so much, but they are. And you, then you looked at me and said, oh, they're all comical and stuff. It, it kind of doesn't mix in with the law, but it kind of does. It's a bizarre thing to think about. But again, it depends what kind of person you are. I'm, I'm getting back into cartoony looking models. I'm not a fan of Pedro Ramos anymore. I mean, I used to like Pedro Ramos, but his miniatures are getting really out of fashion as well. So what, what's another thing what I wanted to talk about is miniatures are actually getting to the point with Blood Bowl where they're getting out of fashion and getting in fashion. I mean. The fan of frogs are in fashion, but would any of you guys now buy any of the old edition Blood Bowl stuff? Because it looks shit. No. It looks rubbish. And I, I get that people like have a nostalgic love of old models. Yeah. And I bought some old Warhammer models for uh, Fancy Battle, which I quite like. But on Blood Bowl, the new ones are so much better. Yeah. And like the, the fan art lizards that came with the frog range are absolutely gorgeous as well. Yeah. It's rare that a team comes out and you think, that is dog shit. Like, <laughs> Do you want to mention the orphans team, Liam? <laughs> They're the fucking worst team out there. <laughs> I can't believe it. And the guy who did the orphans team knew that we was doing a Kickstarter for uh, Iron Golems and stuff. He knew and just literally went, well, I've got these. They look like halflings. I'll release mine on the same day. Yeah, undercut. So, yeah, I played a guy with the thingy like at a tournament and he used them. I was like, "Their shit, they are. And he was like, I don't like your models at all. And they're massive. Have you seen how big they are? Yeah, they're dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's other people like Warblock Miniatures. Like some of those minutes, like he's got his his own style. You look at Mitch and you go, you know, that's Alex Hunt who sculpted that, yeah. and he is very, very talented. Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that he knows fuck all about Blood Bowl. He's like, I'll make some money out of this. Yeah, and yeah. he's released some great, great teams. Those lizards are really nice. The style of these lizards are so really nice. So I use good. his skinks. They're adorable little bastards with long ears and yeah, yeah. really nice. And I thought his halflings were. These trees, I hate. Oh, God, those little sticks. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they're shit. <laughs> Try harder, Alex. Sorry, Alex, yeah. Um, See you at Sin City Bowl. He's, he's got doing, a little table at Sin City Bowl. Right? He's, doing, Cheers, Alex. he's got a rat team as well, which I really Good. like. Yeah, yeah. And they're so different from what anyone else's rats. Yeah, Good yeah. job, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Because they're quite cartoony, they're quite small. And yeah. they actually look like rats, whereas yeah. the others... Just look like humans wearing rat heads. Yeah, like the Punga, but the Punga Pirate Rats are really Oh nice. my God, they're so good. They're really they nice. are made, like That company, for me, they've come from nowhere and they are right up there. Right I mean, up we're there sponsored making... by Punga now and we're going to be doing some more work with Punga. And they've just released those Vampire Pirates. So mad yeah. about that. Because they I've are. got a Vampire Pirates team, so I can't justify another one. They came out as like, fuck, that's way better than my team. I've actually pledged to the Vampires. I can't wait for mine. Hopefully, Punga will be sending my first. And I, and pe people don't care for vampires. I think they're good fun to play. I fucking hate vampires. I just want to pipe them up. I hate vampires. Why? I just hate them. They'd be the best team in the game if it wasn't for Bloodlust. Yeah, but you can get around Bloodlust with Pro. Pro. And I think with the new rules that we're going to talk about for leveling up in leagues. Since it, there's a guy who was like, here's my vampire team. I hope it's not too cheaty. Five Pro vampires. <laughs> But then you're playing a team with no block, no dodge. Suppose, yeah. 
That's so, four strep four. Yeah, it's it's a high risk strategy. But yeah, problem I have with vampires whenever I play them is the thralls are on the pitch for about three turns. Like, because <laughs> I was playing with them, I was unsure what to do. So I was like, do I put the thralls on the line because you know I don't want my vampires getting smacked like turn one. And then, you know, I consistently lose like two or three of them. And I'm just there like just going, I've got no players here. It got so bad, it was in a league. And for like two or three games in a row, I had one vampire. And he was crap all the time. <laughs> he was always bloodlust and he failed everything. And I was just there like thinking to myself, I hate these. hate these guys. I'm not sure they work well in a league. I think in a tournament, they're much, much better. I took them to Strangle Bowl and got two wins with them. One was a 4-0, one was a 5-0. Fucking hell. Yeah, I, I beat Duncan 5-0 in this... Who did short... you beat? Duncan. Who? Duncan, 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 Duncan. Oh, there you go. Just want to tell. Thanks, Duncan. But yeah, but he's, he's smashed me so many times in the past. He's beat, I know. He's, um, he's beat me every time. And a, and a chorf player, I beat 4-0. And as soon as we put my team out, he goes, oh, vampires are so overpowered. And I was like, you're going to be a delight to play against. Fatso. <laughs> <laughs> really quickly, Alan, I want to test my stupidity. Yeah. Chorf. I only just figured out what a chorf is. I'm learning! Chaos Dwarf. Uh, no, I was being stupid. Everyone knew Alan's favourite team, isn't it, Alan? What's that? No, it's chaos. chaos. Uh, I love Chaos. Chaos probably my favourite team. So, actually, why are we celebrating this and talking to Alan? You've just done a year of the fling. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you just finished your year of the yeah, fling? Yeah, yeah, finished your year of the fling, yeah. <laughs> Got a couple mate. of wins, a few How many wins. wooden spoons? No wooden spoons. Ooh. Yeah, with a fling. Stunty I got a stunty cup and a one at the water bowl with flings as well. Yeah, we beat someone with flings, didn't we? Yeah. We were there and we were telling that poor guy you were beating that you were the worst player in the world. That was the year before. Was the worst player in the world. That was the year before with chaos, but this year with flings, I got a turn 16, one turner to win. Three, two. <sighs> You beauty. Alan has become the one-turn king. But the thing is, this is the thing I say we've noticed over the year that Alan uses chaos and, he's, again, he's never read the rules. He'll just go into it and just do whatever. But with halflings, he's got that chance to do a one-turner yeah. every single time. Now, with the new rules, you can choose your upgrade when you get your SPP. So everyone was saying, well, you got to level up your flings for, for in a league situation, you level them up. I was like, well, I'm not going to spend my SPP on a fling. I'll just leave it. I don't, I'm not going to unless I can get an ad booster. Now you could have potentially one turners landing every time you can add boost. The problem with that is with the startups, it's a random roll. So you might end up with a plus one passing fling. Stupid. Ooh, that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or a plus one armor, also shit. Or a plus one strength, which is going to make a fling 110,000 gold pieces. Just sack them. Which That's is just sack them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, when I was playing League with Flings, I was just sacking them left, right, and centre. Oh, he's leveled up. No, he hasn't. He's fired. See, in my <laughs> league, when I played with goblins, every one of those goblins was a potential star player. They were getting fucking skills, and I was like, nope, not sacking them. And I nearly got to the playoffs, which is a nice way of saying I didn't get to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, your year of the fling, how's it gone, mate? Seriously. Yeah, I love it. Are they your favourite team? Pretty much, yeah. Would you be using them more? Yeah, I used them last night. Oh yeah, and yeah. you? I lost 2-1. So you actually had an experience which I've never done before, is against the White Dwarf and the Black Goblin. Yeah, brilliant. So how did that go? Yeah, it's good. If anyone gets a chance to use them, they should, like, just for a one-off game, because they both have different individual rules. So if the White Dwarf blocks the Black Gobbo, and it's a double skull, you have the chance to re-roll it for free. So like you get a free re-roll. Yeah, this is new So too, the yeah. black gobbo, if it's, because it's got stab, if it stabs the white dwarf, it gets to re-roll the stab as well. And the black gobbo. Oh, yeah, the white, 
yeah. against each other. And I the like Black Gobbo gets an extra foul as well, so you can foul twice. We just slipped into a parallel dimension, or is Alan explaining rules to us? Yeah, it was weird, wasn't oh, it? No, I, I felt really uncomfortable. I, that, I know. That, I thought I was actually starting to spin out a little bit. That was, I was the strangest I was thing. I think there's actually something deeper going on here. I Alan, <laughs> Alan has been advising Games Workshop on the new rules release. Oh my God. That's the reason he's a Blood Bowl guru. That's the reason he hasn't given a shit about this old rule set. This new rule set is going to be... It's Alan all sits in Warhammer world with one of those funny fucking wigs on and a hammer sitting there. Like, no! And <laughs> it down. No! They call it a gavel, dear. A gavel. <laughs> a gavel. Are we suggesting that Alan's some weird Blood Bowl <laughs> savant? Mr. Gillingham, I'm from Games Workshop. We're willing to offer you some chips, cheese and gravy to be a consultant. Oh, you fucking get anything from him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chips, <laughs> cheese and gravy. <laughs> That's a fucking salt. Have, have you been to Bugman's and tried any of those food challenges? I'm imagining them just supplying No, Alan I've only with... ever been to Bugman's once. What? Really? Yeah. Once they, because it's all locked down at Warhammer World, we should yeah. go there one day and just use a lot of third-party miniatures to see how long we last. <laughs> 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 I've done that. I've played with Wiley Miniatures Kemri in front of Duncan. Painted Duncan. Painted, don't, painted Duncan, yeah, and he he, he didn't say anything. <laughs> He's always struck me as a fairly normal human being. He's all right. He's he goes and boards swords quite a lot. He's an all right he? guy. Yeah, he's not working for Games Workshop. No, he's free. <laughs> I'll speak to him. He's, but he's into his uh, Game of Thrones at the moment. So he's been painting loads of stuff. Nerd. Like I know. Game of Thrones. Now it's a good game. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast, but fuck me, that is a solid game. It's so much fun. It's really balanced. Have you painted all your models yet? Yes. Wow. Oh, well I've done. I've painted. Yeah, yeah. There's 78 models. I think I've got 78 or 72, and I've painted all of them just because I've got a nice army. The Night's Watch. Is it also the only tabletop game you're aware of when you roll for incest? <laughs> <laughs> I don't roll for incest. He just does it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a condom on it, don't matter. <laughs> don't count. We need to do that. Two, two what, scene is for <laughs> incest. <laughs> How is your brother, Mark? I, I mean the game. I mean, we should do two junklings do Game of Thrones. Oh, we can do that. And I'm then for the intro music, we just all stand there going... <laughs> You can do that. Yeah. I think you should make your own house crests. Uh, <laughs> Alan's would be a kebab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, would, what would your house motto be, Alan? Chips, cheese and gravy. <laughs> I am Lord Chips, Cheese and Gravy. This is my son, Salad Cream. <laughs> salad Cream. And his sister Mustard. <laughs> a little pet wolf called Mayonnaise. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely with that. So on that news, by the way, we are going to be doing a new podcast. Oh. Uh, just to advertise it a little bit, yes, Dynamite will be doing everything for it because one, we're lazy, two, Mike's good at it, and three, we're lazy. He is good, isn't he? He is a he bit is good. good. He is a bit good. So it is going to be me, Monty, we're going to have special guests coming on it every now and then, and we're going to be talking old retro games. <laughs> Things like Centipede, there's going to be a Golden Axe episode, we're going to do Twitch games where we're going to be, it's like a, a computer game week, like a book club where we're going to be talking about games that we're going to give each other and then we're going to review them at the end. So the first game I think is going to be Goonies on the NES. There's going to be stuff like that, yeah, yeah, so we're all going to go into it. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that one. 
D&D, unfortunately, Ben, it, we have had a bit of a quiet spark for the D&D just because Ben's combing his beard or patting his dreadlocks or whatever. So he's unfortunately not available now. So we have got a new DM. This is why Rick is on the show. So Rick will be our new DM doing, I think we're going to continue our journey. Do we agree with that? I, I think we're going to have a crack at it. Yeah, um, I'm going to continue from and that. Something else I wanted to try out because sometimes we've done sessions with a lot of players was try out a, oh, yeah. a, a sort of supplemental thing been developed by a company called Third Party Addition to D&D called Siege Ball because I kind of thought it was the closest thing you'd get to playing Blood Bowl in the D&D world. It's, except for Blood Bowl D&D. Except for Blood Bowl D&D, which I don't know. But yeah, I thought we'd have a go at that and we could maybe even do basically that's a good way of doing pvp having two separate teams I like yeah it. it's really good so it'd be 10 players and you just basically play football but D &D style. yeah and you can choose whether it's like no holds barred you can cast whatever spells and shit like that or you can have it where there's no ref... holds barred your tinder profile name <laughs> <laughs> no that's my grinder profile <laughs> you just got tinder don't you jamie Nah. I'll tell you what, Jamie always tells me off for like being like quite feminine because I put moisturiser on and things and like that. And he makes And there's Jamie sitting there, combing his beard. <laughs> you look quite feminine there. What, combing my beard? Satin some... <laughs> combing your beard, satin Is that some an oxymoron? Pink... Or is it just a moron? <laughs> I think combing your beard in no... your pink pants. It's combing your beard, masculine. Many a time I've sat and watched my girlfriend comb her beard. Exactly, how many women comb their beards on a regular day? When you've got a beard like that and then you've got half a puberty... Yeah, I just think it's jealousy coming through that... You I'm know, dead jealous. Just because he can't grow a proper jealous. beard. It's patchy. But yeah. I want to know if, if it's masculine to comb a beard or not. Of course it is. But how is it know. feminine? It's not, is it? Like, I think if you've got a beard, go full hobo on it. Don't stick beard oil and combs in it. Just just look a little bit homeless. I beard oiled <laughs> it because if you beard oil and comb it, it will learn to grow in the direction that you've combed it. So that's the only reason. I'm trying to get a Gandalf. So I'm and combing it, protect, it all to a point. It so protects it the skin underneath as well. It moisturises the skin so you can't reach it. it dries See, it now out. it sounds hard. Right, so Liam, yeah, totally, totally <laughs> gay. It's yeah. not. Comb your beard. <laughs> it's just ruined it for you. It was going all right for you, though. Uh, I didn't know it did that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded a bit like gardening. You were trying to like fashion a, a plant around an arch or something like that. There's yeah, no wrong with combing better. a beard or moisturising your beard. Yeah, I'm not moisturising. I'm just... Trying to get it to grow in a direction. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, I say this out of love, but you look like a hipster Henry VIII. <laughs> like a young he Henry VIII, that's what I'm going for. I need to find a YouTube video about how to shave your balls, because I'm going to get a... I'll do it for you. Oh, mate, that's really sweet. So I'm going for a vasectomy, because okay. this is unique, and I don't want any more of them. Not gonna happen! No, not gonna happen! So, yeah, if you want to give them a little trim, that'd be brilliant. Well, of course, yeah. You've got to be careful. You know when you use them electric razors? Because at the base of the hair, the pube, it's like kind of lumpy. <laughs> yeah, you and don't you can to... nick it. And it only hurts for a second. <laughs> but when you finish, you know what I mean? You, your balls are covered in lots of little tiny... And then when you stick aftershave on your nuts, <laughs> I imagine it stings. <laughs> Looks like one of those oranges with ham and pineapple stuck in the yeah. day. <laughs> a hedgehog. Yeah. I was wondering whether the presence of a female in today's episode might tone things down. Nope. But apparently no. not. Is this the first female on the Two Drunk Flings podcast? It, it, actually, I think it's the first female on any Blood Bowl podcast. <laughs> we are breaking the glass ceiling. Well done, Emily. Yeah. Feet. Veet cream, hair removal cream. Can't use Veet. Yes, you can. No, well, I mean, you can probably recreationally, but they say don't do Veet before What's you get your, 
It's, it's a hair you removal You spray thing. it and it sort of dissolves hair. the hair. Oh, yeah, that's just You have to good. do a patch test behind your ear first. Don't use Nair. Nair makes your skin really irritable. On the topic of hair removal, Dave, did that play any part in your preparations for Strangle Bowl where you dressed as one of the best Freddie Mercury's in the that is to play free videos? That is true. have a tight leather skirt on. Yeah. And uh, you some nice tits. He's only missing the hoover. <laughs> I lost the Hoover. I actually did have one. Oh right. Yeah, and a lot, yeah. I got I got drunk and it, it's it, still there. I think. He came back home and I went, "Where's the Hoover?" And he was like, "Ah, oh, shit, I left it." Was it a working Hoover? No. You no. <laughs> <laughs> took the Hoover out. He's gone. <laughs> no, it came with the outfit. Oh, did it? Yeah, you ordered it off Amazon. Thing is, I don't know who it was. So if it's you, I apologise. But when I was there and we're like signing up. I'd bought the costume off Amazon, turned around, someone had the identical costume as it well. Was, and yeah. it was just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of us is going to have to change. But there's worse you than that. You can see the balls in both of them as well. Me and the missus went to a fancy dress party as Woody and whatever it is from Toy Story. Jesse. Jesse, yes. Jessie. So we'd done a do-it-yourself type outfit and we got there and someone had actually rented the, the proper thing. And there's no worse feeling than turning up in the same outfit, but yours is shitter. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's way worse, trust me. I'll tell you what, you know, at Sin City, when it happens, tell me what you're going as, and I'll come up as a shitter version of it. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, that's, that's going to be think. really good. So what we've tried to do at Sin City is we try and get people to dress up. We fucking love it. Yeah, baby! And the more people dress up, the more fun it is. So the trophy, have you, any of you guys seen the trophy? It is a black orc down mug and it is a proper Bugman's style tanker and you can drink out of it and it's got the logo on it. It is a thing of beauty. So yeah, and that's gonna be for the best dress. So everyone who's going to Sin City, that's what you're gonna win. And Sin City, we don't have a date as of yet. So unfortunately that is not going ahead until next year because of, what is it, in COVID. COVID. Yeah. The stupid cutting cutting virus is what I believe I called it. So Emily, what you don't know, Mike doesn't like the sea bomb, so we try and drop one in as much as we can for him because he has to edit it. Feel free to drop one as well. If that's the prize, then you can forget. Like me turning up in a shitter version. I want it. <laughs> I'm going as Fat Vegas Elvis. I think that's just because we're making you do that, aren't we? No, we said we go, you're going as a flower girl. Did, did, oh, didn't he agree did he's I going as a feather girl as? to Sin City? I believe so. Yes. Showgirl, Vegas showgirl. I've got you some lays, you know, the flower things, yeah. and some grass skirts. Cool. Which I was going to make you wear anyway for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we, and I don't know what I've, I forgot what I'm wearing for a costume. I think I'm actually going as Elvis. Uh-huh. I've got an Elvis. <laughs> Fucking sloth. <laughs> you could be Not drunk. dressing up then. <laughs> Chunk <laughs> and sloth. That's what we should do. We should have a Goonie themed tournament and do that. I wondered if that's why you knew podcasts, the first game you was going to do was the Goonies, because of your sloth resemblance. Could be. Well, are they making a Goonies 2, did I see? They are making I am a massive Goonies buff. They are making a Goonies 2, and it's Sean Astin, so it's Mikey. And it's his kids. The kids that were in Goonies, they're all growing up and it's their kids going on there. Oh, that, that Josh Brogan signed on for I it as well. I read that John Wick is uh, an alternative reality. To where, Bill and Ted. Yeah. yeah, to Bill and Ted, where he went to military school. No way! This is the best one. Is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller. Then the guy who's always yeah. miserable, I can't remember his name. When Cameron was in Egypt's land. He is... Cameron. Cameron, yeah, Cameron. His story after his fight club. Do it because he goes fucking insane. Let my Cameron go. 
And then, it's, yeah, his story after. So the follow-on from Ferris Bueller is Fight Club. And then when you think about it, you think it makes total sense because the guy was a fucking nutcase. And his dad like lost like the car. His dad, like, he had loads of dad issues and stuff like that. And then when he goes to Fight Club, you know, he's got to start imagining to see people. So he meets Tyler Durden and... It's oh, a good God. one. <laughs> Have a look into it, and it all makes sense as well. Like all the bits, like the car. See the car. His dad nicked the car. It is his love. It is his passion. It is his fault. He didn't lock the garage. Brad Pitt turns up in that car at the airport, and you're like, "Whoa, shit!" It's really good. So we are a Blood Bowl podcast. So uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about the Old World Alliance. So the Old World Alliance are Alan. See if he's read the rules on the Old World. G'day everybody, Sky Blue Monty here. As far as Alan's concerned with the rules, fuck it. Stop fucking asking the cunt to read the fucking rules. He's never gonna fucking read it. He's as lazy as cunts can fucking get. Just fucking give up. It's just not fucking worth it. I'm sick and tired of fucking dealing with it. Alan, do whatever the fuck you want. I haven't. You know I haven't. For sake. They've been out ages. Okay, so it's your kind of dwarfs. Oh, that's the one with the dwarfs and you yeah. can have the halflings as well. Yeah, yeah. So you, can two, you can have two drunklings. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you have two halflings. You can have two dwarfs. No, one troll slayer. Isn't it one sprue of everything because that's how they work the team out? Basically, yeah. For me, that and the underworld changes have purely been driven by Games Workshop clearing some stock out. Yeah. And they, cool. don't, have, they don't have to bother with new sculpts. It's like minimum new packaging. I don't think any thoughts really gone into the actual teams and how they'll work. Representative for me of everything Games Workshop does badly. Well, in the new rules, they've got a tree. The Old World Alliance get a tree. So you can sell them a tree as well. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm... You say that, but they released a tree for the halflings a year after they released the halflings. And everyone got really excited. Oh, a new release for Blood Bowl. It's like, no, actually, you know what I mean? It's, it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So on Bum Cheeks' opinions and quite loudness, but what we're going to do now is have Bum Cheeks' quote of the day! Bum Cheeks' quote of the day. So, hello, Bum Cheek Dave. What is your quote of the day? Being eaten by an ogre is not as much fun as it sounds. Thank you very much, Bum Cheek, and that was Bum Cheeks' quote of the day! Bum Cheeks' quote of the day. So as we were going on to the Old World Alliance, true? What was we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I think if you if you've got a human team and a dwarf team and a fling team, you might want to play it once. Just I think it would just be shits and giggles team, but, isn't it? But unless you've painted all your teams the same colour, it's gonna look whack as fuck on the board. Yeah, the, the thing is, there's been a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of people have really like like no one's gone to the underworld. I've not seen any new underworld. I think teams out there that have. But at the underworld, the, the underworld changes as well. Purely because it's what's on the Games Workshop sprue. It's not there to make a better team. It's just there to help Games Workshop shift some more models, which is, should never be the right motivation. No. They, I mean, I know they're a models company, not a games company, whatever their, their quote is, but they should think about the, the game first and how it's going to play. And changing the Underworld team purely because of what's on Esperals, it just stinks of arrogance. So no thank you, Games Workshop, on both of those. I just love seeing new teams, but I actually agree with you. I think it was just a... A poor attempt to sell some stock and not use sculpts and, and you know people that made the World Cup team, which was an underworld team, they are releasing new models. Yeah, for kudos new rules. For, the, for them for, for getting involved. Because I'm looking at that team now in your cabinet, Jamie, and they are a good-looking team. And adding a gutter run, I think, brilliant. Every time I see that team in that cabinet, I think of all the bad times and all the good times at the World Cup. 
every single time. I, I, did, I think, yeah, <laughs> I literally sit there and thinking, oh, I pissed on Jamie. First thing that pops up in my head. Is it like flashbacks to Vietnam? Yeah, it is, yeah, it keeps giving me flashbacks because it was fucking mental. Can you remember when Shane was in the reception? We're just playing, <laughs> it, we're just playing a game, and sh- all of a sudden, Shane just went. Yeah, he had, a, he, had, he had a sip of his beer, went down the wrong way, and he just Someone lost it, ran off, and just vomited everywhere. And that lady behind the desk was like, you fucking English pigs. <laughs> and we were like, he's Irish! Because <laughs> she was just about to close as well. Oh, she was living. She was ready to go home, and then she had 30 gallons of vomit. To he was in up. a bad way because of that. He was bad, wasn't he? Like, and he was losing the game, and I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> I can't have another laugh, so I just vomit everywhere. Or he did actually, because we were playing Rick and Morty, so maybe he did actually have a. Uh... What would you call it? A parasite. Yeah, maybe he had a parasite yeah. in him. That's that was what a great game. Say. That Rick and Morty game was brilliant. That, we spent hours playing that, didn't we? Rick and Morty. Mm. We spent a long time playing that. But I've got some new games for the World Cup in there. Where is the next World Cup? Have been announced yet? I think, we're, I know it's Poland. I know the next Euro Bowl is in Malta. It's going to be good. That's going to be amazing. So next Euro Bowl is in Malta. We've still got to have the Euro Bowl in Poland first. Yeah, so Euro Bowl next year is 2021. That's in Poland. So our tickets are paid for. We've got refunded back for our flights. We will rebook the flights to the correct airport this time. <laughs> if we were an hour away from the original airport that we were supposed to go to. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise, actually. So thanks, COVID. So yeah, and then next year is Poland. It's all set up. I've even spoke to hotel. Our rooms are booked for next year. We get breakfast and everything because it's part of the blood bowl deal. You need to do yours too, by the way. Yeah, will they? So yeah, that's Euro Bowl, and then it's Malta the year after, and then it's the World Cup. So the World Cup, I, I'm not sure. I think you have. Okay, we wasn't going to announce it yet, but we we are actually looking to put in a bid for the UK. I'm actually looking into it. I've spoke to Derby Arena. I can hold 1,500 people, and we've got a price which I'm not going to mention on here. And we've looked into the hotels and teams and we've got a whole thing built up together to apply for it to the world cup to be in the uk but 1500 people i'm going to be honest i think we'll sell out quite fast and i think we're going to have loads more people going because it's in the uk yeah so i um, think it'd be really popular and also yeah people can go over to nottingham which is obviously better than derby shots fired yeah and um pop into warhammer world then when i say you've got warhammer world you've got hotels all the way around the arena derby's amazing city to go out in at the minute, Derby are trying to attract more people coming over, so the tourist industry, so we've managed to get, and the arena's actually owned by the council, so we've actually kind of got a really good deal. So we're not going to make the mistake like the guys in Austria did, where we're not going to lose money, we're actually gain quite a lot of money, which would then go towards pitches and fields. Win and strong, the, 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 the last World Cup was great to go and play, but also you could obviously see the things where it could be improved on, so I think it was a good learning point for anyone doing a subsequent. How many people went to Luca? Was that that was like 800, 900, wasn't it? Uh, it was 1,100, I think. How many people went to Austria? 1,400. 1,400, yeah. And you're thinking 1,500? Yeah. Oh, actually, good point. But it's in the UK, so a lot of people don't want to travel to Europe because Blood Bowl's the big, it's bigger in the UK than it is any other country, I think. The next tournament we are all going to is Bean Bowl. <laughs> So Bane Bowl. Bane Bowl. Such a good impression, isn't it? So again, I don't know the rules. I've not looked into it. Jamie bought the tickets every going Bane Bowl. Where so is what that? is Cheltenham? Miles away. Is it Cheltenham? Two hours? Something like that, yeah. We have got four days to do the rosters. You can do it! Oh shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what's the rules? I can't remember. I've not even looked, if I'm honest with you. Oh, so that's I'm doing an Alan. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing an Alan. <laughs> I might even ask Alan to build my team. Oh no, wait, he's only got four days. 
I have the oh. word to read that quick. How <laughs> I'm doing teams, though, is a text message to me to say, can you do the teams? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they even look at it, you just go, oh, Drew, can I borrow your flings? Drew, can you do me a team? Thank you, I won the stunt. He went yes, to water please. bowl with no team because he knew that Thor was doing my flings. So Alan's like, can I use your flings when I get there? So he didn't even bother taking Drew, the team to water bowl. Drew was meant to be bringing his flings for me to use at water bowl. Drew forgot them. We're like three quarters of the way to Stockport and I was like, I forgot your team. So I'll text Jamie. Alan's played more games with my flings than I have. <laughs> you like more, ga more, more games with paint job. What do you think to the paint job, Jamie? The Derby Counties. The Derby County, yeah. yeah like like come on. Yeah, so what do you think to the paint job, Jamie? I was expecting it a little bit different. The quality is brilliant. It's a million times better than what I could do. Have you seen some of his pictures on Facebook that he does? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy yeah. And he thought, I'm not very good at promotion. You know what I mean? Yeah, Black Wolf. Uh, Black Wolf, that's it. He's not as good as you. <laughs> I'm not going to go down on you. Um. I'm not going to blow you. You've got to get out of this room, so we've got to keep your head a little bit low. But he's done a cracking job. He does. He does a lot of stuff for the community as well. He does. He like, does, he does Thrud raises a lot of money for charity. Yeah. We should have been there today. And yeah. Thrud bowls today, guys. Yeah. We would have been there. Cole would have been there. Cole would have been, would have been, just been drinking. About this time, I probably would have been. You'd have been drunk. I'd be, yeah. Because yeah. we'd have gone down yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. So you'd have been hungover. Well, Sorry, well no, you wouldn't be hungover. You'd just still been drunk. I'm still gonna. I'm, I'm still insisting the wine thing works. No, it doesn't. You proved. You that proved it, it last year. You like that flat Earth documentary where they prove that the Earth isn't flat. Red wine does not cure a hangover. No, it, it makes it worse. I think I got drunk. While we're talking about professional painters, is anyone here familiar with the unrelenting brush? Yes. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Chris. 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 Yeah. yeah really really good and he's posted on his facebook that he's looking forward to doing the blackhawk thunder valley greenskins the new team for the new edition and i'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with them because everything he does is pretty fucking he lovely. is really good and he's actually done quite a lot of he did a few charity things also he painted some star players and that so yeah thanks to chris yeah he's re the relentless brush is amazing i follow him quite a lot actually he's, he does like a lot of 40k stuff as well he does but it's all very very crisp better than anything i could do and yeah he's got a cat if you want to the fun fact about him. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you he's a good painter, but he gets mardy when you beat him. Joe Allen. <laughs> he's a good painter, but he hates the fact that you beat him. Was it your undead team that won best painted it? Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is with me and Joe, I mean, me and Joe are good mates. Me, we were drinking in the World Cup and we were, you know, we're really, really good. Like, we are, we are great friends. And we've got a thing where if I turn up to a tournament, it's literally always between me and Joe. It always, yeah. all, pretty much always is, unless some twat turns up who doesn't know how to play Blood Bowl at all, but it's a, an amazing painter. Otherwise, me and Joe would usually win. Then there was that, that World Cup scandal with Joe as well, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, we're going to bring that up because Joe was like, I haven't won a World Cup medal now. It's like, yeah, well, you didn't really win it because you were second because the other guy yeah, didn't the, the paint his there was, a, there was a team that was better than yours, <laughs> but it wasn't painted. I, that The guy who entered his team and won Best Painted but didn't paint it, mm. was supposed to be in my original team for the... Um, what a turd that guy game. is. Oh. No, he didn't know. He didn't. He, the way he read he it was, uh, you put your team in, and if it's painted really good and it wins, then you win Best Painted. A lot of people think that as well. I that. know him. He's a really nice lad. He's yeah, sad. I don't think he was trying to... Like... He wasn't trying to con anyone. And he was he was genuinely upset when he found out. He thought that people thought he was trying to like blag it. And he was he was more upset by the fact that people thought that than the fact that he was trying to blag it. Well, cry me a river. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what we're going to do now, I mean, we do it every episode. I know all the other podcasts have copied us to do it, but we're going to do it because that's what we've always done. Basically, we ask the fans any question you want to ask us and we'll answer them. It's quite straightforward. So this question is for Alan. Would Alan be more willing to learn the rules if we paid that nice lady who farts budgies out her fanny <laughs> to fly over and read them to him? No. Why not? Mary I think kick your ass. if I sat down and a woman opened her legs and a budgie flew out, because that's what Alan said happened. Have you heard the story, Emily? No, I have not heard so the apparently story. Right. Go on, Alan. Is Alan, <laughs> is is Alan this, this, is Alan's story. this is a Christmas special that we, Mike and Alan, it was a nice little, just us three, quiet little Christmas episode. And we thought well, it would be nice. The first thing we spoke about was, what was you, you told so, the story, Alan. Well, I've been to Thailand and I went to see a ping pong show. So... <laughs> <laughs> Every- <laughs> so when, when I was there, she was various things were coming out of her uh, female appendage, and she uh, she put a budgie flew out. Who's taught him that? So a budgie flew out. It landed on her finger, but as it landed on her finger, the feather flew under my mate's nose. Was it like Forrest Gump, like the start of his <laughs> no, life? No, he's like that's out. what happened. Yeah. Was it a, an actual budgie or was it just a bird that, and you weren't sure of the... No, it was a budgie. Was it a real budgie? Yes. <laughs> it wasn't on one, like, one of them keychains that started no. Like, no. on the end of a finger because, I mean, I'd, no, did because she train then... it to hold its so breath? Did you, it have a snorkel? Got, so this is how I'm in, imagine it. I am going to... I'm popping my legs up now, right? All of a sudden, you see the beak like nuzzle its way out and then they get oh, this bird stretching to kind so it's of like a, a rat to being born on but it flies onto a finger After, yeah it's like it's trained to go oh oh there's a finger i'm gonna fly out to it and then there was like goldfish as well say what are you crazy are you out of your mind um, <laughs> honestly honestly <laughs> Was this like some lady at a pet shop shoved up there? <laughs> she, I swear, I, I, and then a puppy. <laughs> I am pretty sure that birds can't fly when their feathers are down. I was about oh, to say something oh, that was wrong. I don't no, think birds I'm, I'm going to say that's probably nonsense. No, just but yeah, to you, but birds do live where it rains in trees. I've seen rain on a tree mm. where a bird was, and they can still fly. But what about vagina juice? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a horrible word. That's, that's, that's getting cut. That yeah. <laughs> that's vile. It's better than porridge, though. Rick. 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 <laughs> Stay on my porridge, bum cheer, Dave. So, uh, yeah, sorry, that's a bit of an inside joke. We were just talking earlier before the podcast, and Jamie's trying to sleep with Rick's ex. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's how everyone sees it. He definitely is. If I was trying, I'd have already done it. <laughs> It's not true. Jamie's trying to sleep with anything. Uh, <laughs> Again, not true. Lies. Um, yeah, I am happily single. I found that all in your mattress. When I've been now, so That's so I can sleep on my front still, even when I'm aroused. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, there's, there's a term I've heard called stirring your mate's porridge, which is when you go out with Stir an ex-girlfriend. Uh, one of your mate's ex-girlfriends. It is horrible because it's yeah usually kind of frowned upon. But I just said. Yeah, that's fine. Stir my porridge, Jamie, or something uh, like that. Which sounded way more. God, I fucking hope seductive. Claire never listens to this. I hope she does hear this. Because <laughs> she'll see you for the mess you are, Rick. Oh, oh she, she knew the mess I was when she got involved with this. <laughs> All of this. So, Alan, would you listen to the bird if it tweeted the rules? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Okay. What if the rules well, came out? From, uh, that was from mm. my good friend Andy Cook, anyway. If the rule, rules came out like a printer, like. <laughs> <laughs> I would wonder why she's still using a dot matrix printer. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the next one's from Gareth Beacott. <sighs> I love these. They're always. I don't know why. They're supposed to. This is a blood ball podcast. Is it possible that Alan's bottomless belly button could be a portal to another dimension? If so, where does it go? And who out of the two drunk things crew should we send down there to find out where it goes? <laughs> That's from Gareth I think we send Rick. He's got a scientific mind. Yeah, I think he would. We'll put a red shirt on. It'd be like a landing party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bevo hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, off he goes. <laughs> so where does your belly button go, Alan? It's for you again. I don't know. I don't know. Have you never checked? It is a deep belly button. Goes to Do you put your level. finger in? Does it go? When you put your finger out? Probably. Would you need to take some sort of like drain rod just to get through <laughs> the fur? I think it would be like the fluff. Um, What's that miniature space? That miniature thing where he flies down into the stomach? Inner space. Inner space, Inner space yeah. I yeah, think what film? I think you'd need to tie something round whoever was going in so they could find their way back out. Yeah, like definitely. in uh, the Minotaur, who were you? was that Perseus? Extreme Oh, cavey. with the string, with the through string, the labyrinth. Yeah. Is everyone else going to be on the end and waiting for two yeah, tugs? Yeah, two tugs and we, we pull them out and Rick comes out all covered in <laughs> so ectoplasm. We, like to say, we don't know if it's another dimension, but there is definitely something in there. So if people want to go and search it, Alan, is that alright? People. Pop into your belly button. <laughs> There's a wasp bedding in there now. <laughs> Does that, have you got a wasp nest in there? <laughs> Shit. Maybe that came out. <laughs> <laughs> so, a double prong question for everybody. If you were a star player, who would you be and why? Also, if your co-presenters were star players, who would they be and why? Ooh. We'll just say, who, if you were a star player, who? So we'll go round. So, Alan, if you were a star player, who would you be and why? I'd be a death roller. <laughs> I was going to say he doesn't know any it's star, not a star players, player. Though. It's not a star player. Death <laughs> Roller's a, a natural player. Do you want to come back to you, mate? Let's have a think, because I know it takes you a while to have a thing. Okay. So, uh, Dave, who would you be and why? Probably one of the chainsaw star players, because I'm quite clumsy. So I'll probably roll like a one and fuck myself up. <laughs> That's, fair so. enough. That's fair enough. Emily? Probably Roxanne, because I've played Dark Elves, so fits with what I do. Simple, <laughs> nice and easy. Drew? Well, I'm a dribble snot because I quite enjoy throwing grenades at people. <laughs> and dribble. And dribbling. <laughs> Mum cheat Dave? Morg. Yeah, good call. You just look like Morg. I look like him. I'm expensive. You look like a fat and Zug. I play with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I might get by a Morg model and put a ginger bean on it for you. I might do that, actually. Well, I was going for sort of a troll slayer look. Yeah, you do look like a troll slayer. Yeah. So yeah, Mike? Griff, because I'm a human, but everyone thinks I'm secretly an elf. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I want to kick you, so yeah, Griff works. Yeah. <laughs> Stomp on him, um, Sindbad or Sinidbad. Sinidbad. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he, he's, he's got stab. He's got all kinds of ridiculous abilities, and he counts as a secret weapon. So if you were a star player, you'd be, you'd be off after a drive. You just turn up on the pitch, stab a few fools. That's good. <laughs> he got he got jump up. He's got all kinds of ridiculous abilities. Good. You do like a stabbing people. That or, or a loon, just like spin around. Have your penis. <laughs> what would you be, Liam? Me. And you can't be sloth. <laughs> Somebody with disturbing oh, presence. I would definitely. <laughs> Foul appearance. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably be Rumbelo, just because he rides around. He's fucking awesome. Actually, no, I'd be Carla Von Kill. So you could play with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be Carla Von Kill. Puggy Bacon Breath, because he's short and fat. And you look like, like me. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you look like him. So thank you very much anyway, Tom Denton, for that. So the next question is Phil Campbell. 
Well, I've already answered this question. If GW was going to release a new edition of Blood Bowl... Are we saying he's a prophet now? He foresaw this? Yeah, this there was we go. Ago. So, well done, Phil Campbell. You knew this was going to happen. Burn him, he's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next question is from John Jess. Why has everyone gone mad over this new Underworld change? Well, I think we've covered this as well. It's because it's been it's done purely for Games Workshop sales. It doesn't make the game any better. And a lot of people have got teams and suddenly they have to go and buy new models or change their teams. It's baloney. Mm, I agree. So here we go. Uh, will it be on YouTube? This is from Gaff Jones. I'm assuming you mean the episode. Yes, it will. Short <laughs> but sweet. If you were in GW, how would you meet the twin aims of maximising revenue while pissing off your player base? Remember, they must be angry enough to complain, but still buy all your plastic crack. <laughs> That's from Bob. So, this is... This, <laughs> oh, okay. I'll let Drew answer this one. Is this from Bob Kitchen? It is Bob Kitchen. All right, Bob. <laughs> Here's what I would do. I would re-release all of the teams, but only in fine cast. So whenever you played them, uh, you know, room temperature or above, they would just turn into a pile of molten slag. And also, all of the arms and legs would bend, so you'd end up with a team of, oh, what theme have you gone for your team? They've got fucking rickets. <laughs> That's what I do. And look like so, a guy off Robocop that gets run over. Yeah. <laughs> I'd use that bullshit fine cast and double the price. There Cheers, Bob. That's a good answer. Good Thanks. answer. Thanks, also, Bob. shout out to Slag Cat, Bob's cat. Oh, a lovely slug cat. Oh, slug cat. cat. Yeah, slug cat. Let's slug cat pass now. Yeah. Yeah. One minute but... silence for slug cat. Meow. Zombie Fortnite. Wow. Zombie Fortnite. No, we're not getting into that. Actually, Jamie, what is that rap? Should we get it? No. It's like a scream like a cat. Come on. Come on. You when I fucked a girl, she screamed like a cat. Wow. <laughs> so me fuck that. <laughs> the lyrical madness of bum cheek Dave. We dedicate Fucking that to it. Joe Gum. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question is, has Alan used his time wisely and read the rules during his lockdown? Oh, I fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point now. No, yeah. Still uh, mastering the art of masturbation, aren't you? Yeah. I'm fucking blind. <laughs> so the next one's from Grant Hortz to Alan again. Alan, design an ideal mixer race BB team for your playstyle. What players and positionals would you include? So it'd be mixer chaos and halflings, but the Minotaur would be able to throw a fling as well. Unbelievable, Jeff! Oh, that's nice. Chaos that's chaos true. fling team could work. That's actually not a bad <laughs> fucking spy here. He's definitely a GW spy. That's a good idea. Would you and just I have to roll for a wild that. animal? He's the boss. It's mm. his team. You have to roll for take root, but then it can still throw you it. You should have something yeah. like like a cuddly thing. Instead of when he's going to throw the halflings, he like doesn't want to because they're cuddly and he has to pet the he has to pet the minotaur to get it to move yeah. maybe wild animal means that he throws it anyway so even if you're not planning on throwing it that if there's a halfling <laughs> next to him he just picks it up that and is that yeah. nice nice that's good so there you go that's a really good one thanks to grant Hortz. the next one is from holgar our good friend holgar can we have a green stuff cast of Alan's belly button? And how much green stuff would you use? Seven litres. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of green stuff. We might have to go to the guys who did the Euro Tunnel. Excavators. Yes. Yeah. So, do you agree with that, Alan? Mm-hmm. This is from Danny Uranus. 
A story about an orc that thinks he's a halfling and plays on a halfling team. And go, Alan. There's an orc who plays on a halfling team, scores a touchdown the end, he's a star player. Goodbye. That's the shittest story. Simple but effective. Yeah. Put me to sleep. You just, read, you just literally read what he's put. Yeah. But then he scored a touchdown. What yeah, a twist. He scored a touchdown. <laughs> After he re-rolled a fail, go for it. Don't write a book, Alan. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so thank you very much for everybody's questions. I would like to talk more about the Euro Bowl and your builds. So again, me, Jamie and Rick are going as the tree drunk teams. We've been practicing tier one teams and I'm actually starting to warm back to my halflings, if I'm honest. We get 200k to spend. You have a lot as, of skills. That's 200k as a, a tier four and 1,100 to spend on the team. Now it's been delayed though, till Is next year. Change? Will the rules still just carry on from what they were supposed to be this year or will the NAF adopt the new rules and the organisers of Euro Bowl say, well, we're going with that? I personally think they'll stick to the old rules. Well, the NAF have said that they, they do like an annual, annual review. review. It's and they've, later, yeah. They? yeah, and they've, they've, they've held it off. So I think they're probably going to rush that through once we get the new release. Yeah, I don't think they'll just stick it on a random tournament and go, there's new rules, because that'll fuck up the tournament. And the Euro was a massive tournament. Yeah, they could fuck it up with just implementing new rules straight away. So I, I would assume it's... One of the other things I think people haven't really considered with the new rules is a lot of the software that people use for scoring is going to need to be redone. Yeah. The OM BBL that people use, is that right? On board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for the board. leagues, that needs to be totally rewritten. Yeah, and that was a great tool. I don't know who came up with that, but kudos, because it's brilliant. Fumble needs redoing as well. I was talking to our league commissioner and he said that when the league kicks back up again after this whole thing, he will um, just keep it as the old rules because the website isn't set up for the new rules. It's just, you'd need basically a whole new website for yeah. the league. Well, that's the thing what I'm worried about what's going to happen. So I wanted to bring this up is, how is it all going to go? I mean, are the NAF going to put the feet down and say, we know we're going to stick to old rules because these work. We're just going to add the rules that we think that will make the game more competitive. Are they going to give these new passing changes to it? Or are they going to say, let's take it on and just redo it and say, we're going to stick to Games Workshop? I think they have and to then embrace are we going to, the new But rules. the thing is, if there's this case, and we go to NAF tournaments. We, we, I mean, we're a NAF podcast, basically. I mean, we, we go to NAF tournaments. That's our thing. So if we go to NAF tournaments, we're going to use our rules. Are we going to buy the new rule books? Are we going to buy the new spikes? I would be surprised if the NAF and Games Workshop haven't been working in cahoots with this. And I don't NAF, think the NAF actually I don't know. They did a post saying, we're going to do our rule review in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And then the, the leak happened out. a few days later. So the NAF spat the dummy out and said, due to recent events we're now postponing it Spat and, um, <laughs> yeah and uh, so i don't think they were consulted at all it seems foolish not to consult what is a really big part of the hobby but, but then they, but that's, that's the, the thing though the, thing. the people that were play testing it games workshop has said we've play tested this with the best players in the world now surely the best players in the world are part of the tournament scene yeah and uh something to do with the naf so how the naf had no idea it happened is beyond me They've playtested it with players in Derby and Nottingham, yeah. is what they've done. I never got an invite. I mean, I turned mine down. Oh. Yeah, but would you really want to go to it? I mean, you sit around That's and they just sit, why? Just sit there and go, do you think this works? Well, well, yeah, well I would have no idea what they were talking about. Exactly. <laughs> so, but I'd so, yeah. I'd hate it. I'd absolutely hate it. I'd hate to sit down in a room and you sit there and go, this right, this right, this right, and then games which go, no! <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happening, you go on. But in a nice way, I know a couple of guys that work there and Games Workshop do wicked, so but I do badger him, I do give him shit as well. But Games Workshop are Games Workshop, the naff of the naff. They've annoyed me with releasing a spike 
two weeks before they release a whole new game. But they, they've done that they with all... They didn't mean to, though, that did they? really pissed That's me the off. problem. They, yeah, they knew. They released that spike knowing full well that they were going to release a game in the very near future. But, but they, they always do that. When they're releasing like a new Age of Sigmar or a new Warhammer, Warhammer, which is going to invalidate a load of books, they will still sell those books the day before they release the fact that there's going to be a new one and they're going to be obsolete. I think saying Games Workshop think of their consumers We've got them over a ridiculous. barrel there's nothing they can do about yeah. it But that's Games Workshop but they've got to, But the thing is everyone's saying oh yeah it's Games Workshop trying to make money but you've got to also see it in, in, in what I see it is, is one they're doing loads of stuff with the game so we're getting loads of new teams and I'm quite happy with that but they are a business and they do have to make money even if it's on these little things and they make a shit pile of money because yeah. i don't know if you've seen their share price but for the, since the it's rocketed since it's, that new it's guys been going left. up and up and up and they're doing very well for themselves they yeah. their job as a business isn't to look after the customers it's to look after the shareholders they took yeah. a record profit last year yeah and and we've got to accept that in the same way we wouldn't complain that, oh, we're paying too much for our gas and electric. They've got to look after the shareholders. Totally yeah, but on, on the flip side of that, Games Workshop can't deny the fact that this is like a really hot girlfriend that left you 10 years ago and then has suddenly come back into the flat and started moving shit around again. We talking about Claire again and how upset Rick is that Jamie's not been out. No, it's, it's like they walked away from the game. They literally dropped it and yeah. they walked away from it. And then they come back into it, fair enough, okay. And then they put a little bit more effort into it and then they completely rehaul it. Now, like Liam said, when I actually look into it, I don't see anything that's that's massively bad. But this initial knee-jerk reaction from everybody was literally, how dare you come back into my house and start moving the furniture around? You left me. You're, no. you're, you're exactly right. And they've, they've done, we talked about like them releasing the old world in Warhammer. It's exactly the same. They canned it when five years ago, maybe Age of Sigmar, yeah. and they see all the people still playing old Hammer and like the ninth age which is independently yeah, run of yeah. games workshop now and, and much better for it and they're like oh this is another revenue stream we could have and they're going to come back in and they're going to take it on they're going to change the rules and i can see why people are annoyed i was talking to someone about it the other night and they were moaning about it and i'm just like look it's games workshop and then i actually turned around to him and said if you don't fucking want to buy it you don't have to buy it if you don't want to play the new rules then play, play the, the old rules, rules. exactly if you don't, it's your choice yeah. you don't have to buy them just because the games workshop a release new box set doesn't mean you have to fucking buy it well the models look good well buy it then stop loading <laughs> well i don't want to play the old rules then play the old rules <laughs> i think there's going to be a lot of people that will resist the change and yeah. then they'll move over to the new rules and go actually i've been a bit of a silly sausage and these rules are pretty good so while we can dislike games workshops sales techniques and their business strategies they're still releasing great products and i agree so yeah we move over if we don't like games workshop you know, get We've them. got the NAF to support. Yeah, and get, NAF, the NAF, this is the great thing, what people aren't realising. If Games Workshop do fuck up the rules and people don't like them, the NAF will make it to a point where it's still going to be playable, we're still going to have a tournament, Blood Bowl's still going to be there, but we've got fresh teams and that. We Again, it's like when Games Workshop released the pitch rules. But like I come over like the Banshee does something, doesn't it, on the undead pitch and the yeah. whole thing ball has a ball. Different weather yeah. table for yeah, the elf pitch. Exactly, no one just, just went, shut up. Which is yeah, exactly. So everyone's like going, oh, the new rules have changed. The NAF might turn around and go, well, we like this, we like this, we like this, we don't like that, we don't like that, and this is how the rules are going to look now. Then we stick by that. Every tournament we go to has house rules. So we exactly. go to we go to Burma Mayhem, and there's an angry stag on the pitch. We go yeah. to Strangle Bowl, and there's there's Justin the Champ models. They're all a bit different. Yeah. As long as everyone knows what the rules are before the tournament, no problem. If someone turns to me now and says, at this moment in time, this, this is the new Games Workshop rules, we're going here, I'd say no. 
because I don't know what the rules are for starters. Yeah. But I'd still be like, no, I want to do the old rules. But I'd like to have a few friendlies before. So I think that's what everyone should be doing is playing the new rules. Let the NAF give you the rules or, you know, just playing the new rules and then saying, well, this is shit. I don't like this. This is broken. Let's change that. But then the NAF will see that and the NAF will change it. Am I right in saying that the passing rule that they're introducing used to be part of the game in like third second edition? edition. Uh, second yeah. edition. Yeah. That's actually one of the few rules that I don't like. I think having dedicated throwers that are better at passing yeah. makes perfect sense. Having some players that can't pass the ball, that's what I like zombies like. and mummies, for me, that's kind of shitty but, because yeah, you want to throw a long bomb off. with a zombie. You can still hand off, though. You know, it's like yeah, you can hand off, yeah. but you can't throw a long bomb with a zombie on a six. Yeah, because and... usually that last thing you got, I tell you what, the only thing I could do is pick up that zombie and throw in a six. That's it. And every now and then you will get that six, and you'll get the opportunity to get and that final. And it feels and good, that's what and you say to your opposition. Fuck you. That's what <laughs> football's about. Alan through to a monitor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what people don't see, but I agree with the passing thing because they need to have everyone to be able to pass. I, I, I agree with that. The most frustrating games in Blood Bowl are those ones where you're like, right, I can't actually win now. I've got three turns left and there's nothing I can do. But you, with everyone being able to pass and throw, there's always, you're normally yeah. three sixes away from scoring. Just yeah. roll three sixes in a row, brilliant. And you can do it. And those games, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And they? when that happens, they're like the, the games you remember. Yeah. And that's what makes Blood Bowl amazing. So maybe, yeah, the passing thing. I don't know, because talking about Wood Elves, I do apologise. But you've got a Wood Elf catcher and a Wood Elf thrower who are exactly the same cost, 90k. And Wood Elf thrower is a basic lineman with pass. That's it. Wood Elf catcher for 90 grand comes with catch, dodge and sprint. And one mm. less strength. And one less strength. Yeah, yeah. They've changed those. They've dropped the sprint on them. Yeah. Have they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Ooh, but what else have been nerfed? But me and Rick played a game last night. After the kickoff, the ball landed just behind the line of scrimmage. And I picked it up with the catcher, ran all the way back to give it a thrower, and then ran up the pitch, threw the ball. And I just played it on what we think the new rules are going to be. And it doesn't make a difference. If you give the ball to the thrower from the start, then it's a throw, a handoff, a touchdown. As yeah, it always but is. That's just with the with... thrower. But with a lineman, he could do what the thrower could do. Does that make sense? So, yeah. so the lineman, the war dancer, and a catcher can throw on a four plus. It's just made your thrower more of a more of a target. Yeah, and the thrower, in, in the, game, the yeah. thrower itself. So well, yeah. you keep him at the back of the field, and he's just be literally there because he's going to throw the ball to one guy who's going to catch it. He's going to hand it off, and you're going to score a touchdown, and that's how you play with what else. I think play. for me, it would have been fine as long as they. would made every player able to throw on a six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. Some other elements as well. We, we don't know what the impact of some of the changes to things like pro are going to look like as well, though. That's on a three plus in. now. Yeah. Yeah, so if you Which give, makes pro really good. If you whack it on alignment, they're a better general player Yeah. pro player on a three plus. So, so back to the Euro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Euro Bowl, at the moment, I am going towards the halflings. I'm going to test out their kit now because I've done Norse. I've just got fucking annihilated. I was doing really well on online with people. But um, tabletop just went tits up. I just can't be arsed with it. Lizard man, I got annihilated at that. I mean, again, doing all right in line. So I'm going to go back to Halflings just because my record with Halflings is good. What about you, Bumchit Dave? I'm going to try Wood Elves. You're still sticking to your Wooders? Yep. I've been practicing online. We've yeah, played a few yeah. times. I played Rick last night we, with we them. We was discussing me and Rick how good start to get with the Wood Elves. It's not difficult though, is it? I mean, everything on a two. Everything on a two. Pick the ball up, throw the ball, hand it off score a touchdown if anything it's a little bit boring i think i'm going to go orcs because i played orcs for the first time in years at bum cheek bowl and had an absolute blast with them mm. took them lots of mighty blow and smashed up two teams which is brilliant <laughs> <laughs> but the orcs are i mean i just fucking love orcs orcs are just so good and i just 
I can't wait for the new orcs. But they're built at tier three, aren't they? Orcs as well. In the new Euro Bowl. I can't remember. They had quite a lot of same points. Same rules for bomb cheat bowl as it is for the Euro Then I'll take, well perfect, I'll take the same team, which was orcs and bomber dribble snot. Fucking beautiful, what about you, Rhett? Well, at the minute, I'm, I'm loving playing Slan at the minute. I've not won a game with them yet, but I've only played four games. So, we'll see how we go. Two two draws, two losses. So, at the minute, you are taking Slan. Well, well, this is where it does get a bit complicated in terms of thinking about next year, because when we initially talked about the teams we were going to play, we thought about taking Tier 1 teams. Yeah. Uh, and one of my mates gave me an Amazon team, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. So, I'll paint these bad boys up and use these for Euroball. But now, I'm kind of in the position where... I'm not sure whether I want to paint them up at the minute because I don't know what they're going to look like when the new rule book comes out. Well, that's it. You see, this is what we were discussing. Is that when, like I've sat down, I've done two years of halflings, and I was like, I want to move up. I want to start trying to actually do well at Blood Bowl, like not drinking on a Friday night and stuff like that. And then it's like, I've kind of not had fun. I've kind of took it too seriously. It's not been fun for me. And it's just. And I've you're been, still not winning. And I'm still not winning. But then if I sit there and go, I'm going to have some fun, fuck it, I forget my halflings out, I'm smashing people to pieces See, with I, them. You have a game, like when I played uh, Wood Elves in the DBL for two seasons before COVID, I was like, this is boring, I want to play my goblins. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But yeah, maybe you always go back to your, to your first love. I think, yeah. yeah Wood Elves, it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Pick the ball up, hand it off, throw it, score. Pick the ball and try not to get beat up. And look at your opposition crying and cursing. Yeah. Mm. And it's just, you know, whereas if you've got a game where you've got to proper grind it out, you've got to figure out you do it. And think about it a bit yeah. more, it's much more yeah, satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's the rolling bullshit thing, which is what makes Blood Bowl fun. Like you sit there and go, well, the only thing I could do is three dice up, you're in my fling. So I'm going to dodge him into that cage, does it. Three dice up, all pals. What are you going to say now, dickhead? <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's the moments of Blood Bowl that are amazing. So I think halflings, I'm just going to just be halflings for good now. It's the crazy shit you remember from Blood Bowl, not the two up. I can't, yeah, exactly. I can't yeah, exactly. remember anything from these tier one games that I've been having, except for, oh, I lost that, oh, I lost that, oh, it's not the one. That, but with Halflings, I've got loads of memories. My finest move at the World Cup was a, a three dice uphill, Pogo it, going into a cage to take an orc down, treble sculled. I've never rolled a treble skull before, but I have a little re roll, pow pow stumble, got the ball out, scored with it. <laughs> it, was, oh, it was wonderful. That's it. I think that's what Blood Bowl's about. So we are getting to the end of the time. So it is that time of the podcast, and it is. Challenge quiz! And it is always Alan. Blood Bowl's numpty will be up against Emily, who Emily has really not. Have you read the rules yet, Emily? Or... No. <laughs> no, here we go. So Emily's not read the rules. Alan's. Still not read the rules. Still not read the rules. <laughs> After how many years now? Four. Oh, yeah, well, definitely Blood Bowl's worst coach. He is definitely Blood Bowl's worst coach because on Fumble, you are still the bottom. Probably last, yeah. bottom coach. Is that 150 losses or something? Yeah, yeah. Easily 150 losses. 150 losses. How many wins? Losses. Five. Nice. <laughs> still five, ladies. So, Emily, you've got. To, Jamie read the rules once and played Alan within two weeks and beat him on the quiz. So, it's going to be all against you. You're probably going to win. Alan beat someone on the quiz. So, Drew, you're going to be doing the questions. Yeah. So, you do need a buzzer. So, your buzzer noise is your. What's yours, Alan? Liam's a vegan. Maybe we could have a tweeting budgie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's yours, Emily? I'm not creative in any sense. You can just shout bollocks. Just shout tweet. Okay. All right. Tweet. Here there we go. go. First question. With the new rules that changed the Necromantic team, what player has been removed and what has replaced them? This could take a while. <laughs> 
Interesting. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Black Orc. What's that? What the hell is that? That's Emily's cousin. Oh, you just, you just pressed Emily's buzzer. Answer the question. Black Orc. And? Tweet, tweet, tweet. The Goblin. What's the full name of the Goblin? It's good enough. Point for Emily. In the new human roster, name two positionals. Thrower and lineman? That is correct. Oh, one more. <laughs> no, that's 2-0 to Emily. Yeah, pressed oh, the buzzer. <laughs> pressed the buzzer. Yeah, you pressed the buzzer by accident. Oh, okay. uh, this is a law question. Which of the races in the old world discovered Blood Bowl? Ooh. Liam's a vegan. Skaven. Do you want to have a go? Dwarves? It is dwarves. Dwarves? Oh. The dwarves found it while doing a... Uh, so I was just thinking thing. about it, and I was like, maybe it was Lizardmen, but because Lizardmen were the oldest, but then, no, I remember it was dwarves. I don't yeah. know why I remember they it. They mined it. They, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Dug, they dug up an old uh, astrogranite pitch. And, that, yeah. and then it stopped all the wars in the old world. So it's 3 nil seventy. Come on, Alan. Wow. Let's go. On the kickoff table and the new rules, how has the blitz changed? Has Alan gone into a coma? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just shut myself. <laughs> Liam's vegan. Has it changed from like an 11 to a 10 or something and the, the numbers changed? <laughs> it's not what I was looking for. No. Um, can you do two blitz actions instead of one? No. And is it D3? It's D3 plus, plus three. three people can move. Yeah, not the whole team. It's a pretty high scoring game. The throwing. What is the modifier under the new rules if you're going to throw a long ball? Is it minus one, minus two, minus three, or minus D3 plus three? Lim's vegan. I'm going to pass because I've not read the new rules. You can't pass the ball. Yeah, what's the modifier on What the resort is on the modifier. You can't just pass. I've not read I'm the joking, new rules. I'm joking. Emily, minus Neither. one, um, two. Minus two. Minus three for a long ball, oh. which actually makes it harder because yeah, it was yeah. minus two previously. Final question. And the new rules, once you've got past somebody's armour and you're rolling on the injury table, what do you need to roll on a D16 to kill them dead dead? It was worse than dead dead, Jim. I don't even know this one. So on D16, pick a number from 1 to 16. 10. 10 is incorrect. 16. It's 15 and 16. So, final score, Mike? 3 nil to Emily. Well done, Emily. Oh, well done, Emily. <laughs> You got that extra point from Alan. Yeah, although technically it was 2 1. Because yeah. Alan answered one of his questions with a tweet tweet. Can't believe he did that. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Thank you, Amsterdam. Good night. Thank you so much. So that was Alan's quiz. The next part, just this is just a quick one. We have actually a job opportunity coming up for the Two Jump Flanks. It is basic. We are looking for someone to do live interviews with certain coaches and things like that. So if you are interested, please just private message us. You know, we're going to try and support that and get that going. So if there's anybody in this room or anyone who feels like they're going to be good in front of the camera, and just please let us know. 
we are getting to the end of the episode, so we just want to say a quick thank you to the Hogs of War, who are just releasing a couple of teams out. They are releasing a Simeon team out, so please go and check them. Punga, again, this is another one of our sponsors. They're just brilliant. They've got vampires. They've got some amazing models pirates. out there. The pirates. There's just so many. Gribo, our main yeah. sponsor, who have done so much for us. So we want to say thank you to Alessio and Gribo, just because if you check them out, I mean, we don't even have to raise them up, you know, the miniatures are just... Speak for themselves. Of quality. course. The other do. great thing about Gribo is you can go on their website and you can just pick up those one or two miniatures that you yeah. need. Yeah. So for example, if you've got an undead team, you want to play Necro, you can go on and just buy those couple of wraiths just to complete the team, yeah. which I've done, and absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I had a look Fantastic. at that Unrenaissance package the other yeah. day, yesterday. I was like, that's, that's so good. absolutely I've stunning. Yeah. They're really good. And the thing is with Grebo as well, they use DHL, so you get these delivery within two days. Their names for people like you. No, they're right. Teacher's pet, apple polisher, butt kisser. Says Mr. DHL. Yep. <laughs> just letting you know. So it's quick delivery. Or you well. can use Hermes and you will never, ever get your miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> All the couriers and delivery services are available. Uh, there, is a, uh, <laughs> there is a new podcast by the two guys Two die. Two oh, guys, one cup. There we go. Two guys, Careful one cup. how you Google it. Yes. <laughs> uh, that is our good friend Phil. Honestly, just go check them out. They are a new podcast, but it's more of a, a serious podcast where they talk about that skills and talk about the, the races and things like that. Yeah, not like us, but they are a great podcast. Thank you to Joe at Mini Monologue. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thank you to Monty. Please check Monty out. He is our Halfling Twitch channel. See you later, bitch! I'm out of here. Fuck yeah. Check him out. I mean, did anyone see him the other day when he... <laughs> he, he used his goblin. Have you seen it's that? He's a ball and chain. He ball and chained his own troll and killed him and <laughs> injured him. And yeah, and Monty just didn't say anything for the first time ever. <laughs> just sat there, just going, <laughs> just staring at the thing. Aghast. Yeah, he's, he's so funny. He is the funniest guy on Twitch. That's why he's one of the highest Blood Bowl Twitch coaches out there. He's up there with the Sage. He's smashing everybody out of the water because he's just got so many followers and he's so funny. Thank you to Boards and Swords for helping us with Bum Cheat Day's Bum Cheat Bowl. They gave us the tables, the chairs, they're supporting us at Sin City. They gave us a few prizes. So thank you so much for Boards and Swords. Tyrant Tavern Painting are now involved in the Two Jump Flings. They're part of our Two Jump Flings circle. We have a painting channel coming up. So the new Grebo Cutie Malls, the Kenry team will be painted and there's going to be a tutorial on that. Please check him out. Tyrant Tavern Painting is an incredible painter. The only downfall to it is I keep sending models and I'm just losing so much money just because I keep giving him models to paint just because he's so good. Thank you to Dynamike for doing the recordings, the editing and basically making us look awesome. So thank you very much, Mike. Is there anything you would like to add? Yeah, I'd just like to say thank you to everyone out there who put forward for the raffle that was done for me for when I lost my job. I am actually starting a new job in September. Fuck you, COVID. And if anyone needs a male escort, of course, that's not market available. My rates are very reasonable. But yeah, thank you very much for that. It was nearly four or five months and it's been tough. But you guys really helped out, so thanks a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Again, thank you to all the fans who donated to that, to all the other charities before. Thank you to all the charities who sent us cards and everything. So thank you. I mean, I know it looks like we, we, I mean, we did all the work and everything, but it was actually you guys who donated, who put the money in. It was all down to you lot. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts, from everybody here. Just thank you so much. So Jamie and Rick, just before we go, Jamie and Rick are going to be doing a play. What's your play called? Oh, well, we will be. Um, well, it doesn't look like it's happening now. <laughs> oh, does it not? What yeah. was the play called? Neville's Island. Neville's Island. Neville's Island. So Jamie and Rick was going to be in a play at the Derby Playhouse for three days. 
No, <laughs> it's not. Guess that. No, it, it would be uh, Shakespeare House, which is the headquarters of Derby Shakespeare Theatre Company. Yeah, yeah, and it would have been the stage debut of Jamie. Yeah, but yeah. So COVID. when the tickets do come available, we will pop them up onto our page. If you want to go and meet Bumchi, Dave, and Rick in person, <laughs> signing autographs after their play, <laughs> or just sit there, point and throw stuff like chewing gum at Jamie, or get your pens out and your <laughs> paper spitballs at them. <laughs> Turn up naked, sit in the crowd, try and put them off as much as we can. We'll all be going just to cheer them on. So if you want, if to if it does go ahead, there will be a scene where we're we're in our boxer shorts. <laughs> right at the very start, actually. Really? Yep. <laughs> it's not a play. It's just, <laughs> all those you get in there. At any point, does a budgie come out of one of you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is this weird thing you have to do when you get there, and you have to put your car keys in this like bowl. <laughs> and well, welcome to the theatre. Yeah, they're not explain to me what happens next, but I do know I have to get naked. So anyway, that sounds really good. <laughs> and uh, one more thing, Alan, can you just tell me one more story about Thailand before we go? Because. We've got five more minutes to kill. What do you want to know? I'd quite like you to post that video of you doing that professional Mai Tai boxing Ooh. against that guy who was Kicking six foot five and ripped, just beating the shit out of you. Yeah, I'll post it. your ground. I'll post one of my fights, yeah. Like, it was hard for me to watch that fight because he looked like a fucking machine and you looked like a toaster. How do you doodly do? Which is a machine. The first, the first, I think you're on about my second fight. The only fight I watched, this guy was just leg kicking you and you were just stood there going. <laughs> and you just stood there lifting your leg up and he yeah. fucking was hammering you. I was just like, he's just going to get knocked out in a minute. But he didn't get knocked no. out. I think that what was my first like? fight you watched. I took that on two days notice. I had to lose three kilos in like just over 24 hours for that. But my second fight was in Coventry and I remember that that's the one that Drew was on about. I remember the bell ringing and I said, right, I'm going to let him punch me in the face. And he punched me in the face and rocked my head back. And I was like, yeah, I'm walking through every single one of them. And then my face was black and blue at the end of the fight. Yeah, yeah, tactically, it would have been better, I yeah. think, if you'd have punched him in the face. Yeah, but I did, <laughs> I did kick face. him in the head in the third round and that knocked leg him kick out. That was really good. You didn't knock him out, he just kept kicking you afterwards. He, <laughs> he said to me after the fight, because we shared a drink at the bar, and he said that he was out after... The only thing that was holding him up is because he fell into me and I was holding him up. He went back to his corner and was like, how did he punch me in the face? And his corner told him that... I kicked him in the head and he was out. The only thing that stopped the ref giving him an eight count was the fact that I held him up. Oh, and that's in the second video? And that's in my second Aren't fight, yeah. I've not seen that. I'll, I'll post that. it. For such a little hobbit, getting his leg up there was impressive. I want to I'll see post that. it, I'll post it. Yeah, post that, that kick sure. on there. Mm-hmm. That is going to get you enough lady followers. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a bit of a badass podcast for Alan. First of all, he knew the rules. Then he came up with a great oh, idea right. for a team combination. And now we're talking about how kick-assy is it, Mung Yeah, and you've got new addition, new Alan. You'd like to be surprised. You've got quite a lot of fans. I mean, we've got Speedball coming up. We've got a, an online league at the minute, but we've sponsored the league, and it's Alan chooses their skills for them. So it's one minute turns. So it's like 35 minutes a game and you can just jump in. When we went to the World Cup, people were like, oh, are you, you know, Liam from Two Drunk Flings? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, we don't care. Where's Alan? Yeah, <laughs> it is literally that, isn't it? Where's Alan? Where's Alan? Alan! Fucking you are. And even if he is there, you can't see him because he's only little. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was just outside kicking people. Yeah. <laughs> Low kicking there. people to death. Look at my belly button! Look at it! Look at it! <laughs> can imagine it. They're like in blood sport, that guy kicking a pillar. Yeah. Where's Alan? He's outside kicking a pillar. That's kickboxer, mate. Wow! <laughs>
Kapow, boy! It was kickboxer, wasn't it? Out geeks! Oh my god, Come on, it's martial arts, learn the rules, Liam. I know. Well, anyway, thank you to Emily and Dave for joining us as a guest as well. And Rick, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to everybody who's here Drew, Jamie, Mike, and Alan. And thank you again to everybody for listening. Can I say thanks now? Yeah, all right. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Cheers. Ta very much.